Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Isn't the Lord great? Greatly to be praised. And we do bring you greetings from the United States and from able to finally be here after the pandemic and after it's been five years since our family was all here. And then, of course, what a privilege and a joy to be with the Hunleys and they um, boarded a jet plane that's already on the runway and about to take off as of January 1 and they're running to catch the wheels and it's going to be a rocket blast I am sure into the stratosphere that will um, maybe unfortunately dictate restraints to their time, but uh, what, a, what a privilege to get to be able to share a few moments with them before they blast out of the orbit into what a wonderful uh, job. Then all of this was sort of uh, hatched, then, and you all have to suffer from some ministers getting together last year at the wedding of our daughter and uh, they sat down and they all concocted a plan for me and my wife, my wife and I to come and uh, be with the Caltabianos and the butchers and then come over here to DCD. And we were honored and blessed. And I am sitting here and I, I was worshiping as Brother Doji and the, <coughs> Pastor Doji and the Filipino Joy Fellowship, I believe. And, choir was beautifully singing and the worship was Sister Lee and, and I, my mind and my heart began to go back to, you know, just how powerful and blessed we are to have made it this far. I, I, I will tell you that, that when we were here five years ago, we were in that teaching hall and there's more dance space up here. So I like this a little better. There's a little more dance room than there was in that other one. And uh, I, I, I want to thank you for allowing your pastor and his wife and family and to uh, be with us, to come to the U.S., to uh, be a strength to us. We have been able to see them, but not all to see all of you, but we are are proud to be here with Tab Joy. Looking forward to DCD and looking forward to a great time of fellowship. And I know there are several ministers and there are several of you that have taught and are so schooled in the word of the Lord, but I, I wanna just take a few moments and I know <coughs> I, I appreciate, I woke up this morning a little after six and I, I began to pray for all of these folks that were made, made their way and that were setting all of this up. And I know they have to tear all of this down and load all of this up. And we had a special prayer meeting before service for all of those that are running the sound and running the projectors. And I think all of those deserve a great hand for today. How powerful. And uh, I know it, I know a lot of people believe that it just happens. You know, you just get off the elevator and all of this just happens, poof, it's there. 
And all of this just happened to be there. But uh, there are people that have sacrificed and they did it for one purpose, so that we could be together and feel the presence of the Lord that we feel to feel the anointing that we feel so that somebody can be delivered today. Somebody can be healed today. Somebody can receive the Holy Ghost today. Someone can have the chains broken from them and their lives today because we're gathered together in the presence and the power of Almighty God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I, I do believe that, that we are believing that God is going to continue moving and touching and, and delivering. And I, I know that we have a lot. I, as Brother Pastor Lee already said, I, for me to go back and to thank and to remember and several of your faces and names and see all of those that have been so important in our life and in our uh, walk with God and have prayed for us. I thank you for all of that because it has been for all of us around the world, uh, the pandemic, all of these issues have been overwhelming at times. And yet uh, here we are at Christmas time. And I'm just gonna talk and say, first of all, Merry Christmas. I Merry Christmas. And I know when we think of Merry Christmas, you know, we have a tree that's down here in our lobby and we think of the beautiful music and the beautiful uh, <clears throat> lights. And of course, where we are, unfortunately, a lot of times that's accompanied by snow and, and you all have not had the pleasure, many of you of, of experiencing the agony of snow. It looks beautiful on a postcard, but it can be, you know, it has its own agony associated with it. I promise you, it's, it, it is not, you know, it looks pretty on a postcard, but anyway, uh, and I realize that we think in terms of, usually when we look at, at the, we look at the uh, slides. Uh, I put a, a slide there, Merry Christmas, and then I put the slide of the nativity scene. And I don't know if they have that, where they can send that to you, but the, there it is. And that's sort of the idyllic image of here is Mary and Joseph and the little baby and a lamb and a cow and a donkey. And maybe there was a camel outside and a couple beautiful angels and some wise men. And we normally put three, although the Bible doesn't specify there were three. We really don't know, you know, how many, just more than, more than one. We do know that the wise men came, plural. Uh, the reason we oftentimes say three is because there's three presents that they brought. And yet, if you go and you look in the Bible, there, there are some verses in Luke, uh, the first chapter, and Luke, the second chapter, and Matthew, the second chapter. If you read those verses, you will find a lot of the backstory of what was happening on Christmas or the first Christmas. And I know some people say, well, it wasn't 
particularly in the, in the December, it was probably in the spring and, and they can go through the uh, figuring it out because you know the shepherds were in the fields, although probably these shepherds, these particular shepherds were watching the flock because it was their job to watch it all year round. And so we really can't use just that the lambs were birthing because it was their job to watch the flock all year round because this particular flock, a lot of Jewish uh, theologians believe was the flock that they used for sacrifice in the temple. And it was those lambs that were being guarded by those shepherds that the angels came and began to sing. But, but the backstory to all of that, and if you, you go forward and you look at, at Luke, like I said, Luke the first chapter, and then Luke the second chapter, and Matthew the second chapter. And if you read through those, I, I put a slide there with just the verses and your homework is to read uh, all of those verses sometime between now and, and the end of the year. And uh, yet, if you kind of look at this Christmas story, you will see in Luke the cha first chapter, and, and as you read through about verse 26 and you keep going, you begin to get a glimpse of, of this fact that uh, an, a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the Joseph's and, and the virgin's name was Mary. And, and here's this young lady who is probably somewhere you know, we don't really know how old she is, but maybe in her teens, 14, 15, 16, she was eligible to be betrothed, but she was not yet married. So she was betrothed to a man uh, who was a carpenter. This was not a highly waged uh, earning potential. And we understand as you go forward, fast forward, when they bring the baby in, they only bring a sacrifice of a couple of turtle doves or pigeons. And that was because that was the cheapest sacrifice that you could bring as an offering of thanksgiving. So it was not a lamb, it was not a wealthy family. So here's a girl, 14, 15, 16, however old you want to put there and you want to say that was her age. This was the age of the young lady and she is now uh, asleep and she says, uh, you know, the angel of the Lord comes in verse 28 and says, Hail, thou art highly favored. You are blessed. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And she was troubled by that saying. She didn't know what that, you know, salutation meant. And she, the angel saw that she was troubled and said, don't be afraid, fear not. Verse 30 says, first, be, don't be afraid, fear not. Because you have found, then he says it again, favor with God. And then the hammer falls. You're gonna have a child and you're gonna call his name Jesus. Now Mary was smart enough to know this was a major catastrophe because she was betrothed and to come up with child 
would mean public humiliation, would mean a lot of whispers. And in fact, those whispers continued through the life of Jesus to there were several times whenever they would ask him, we know who our dad is, do you know your dad? There was this sense of here we are, <laughs> no fault of her own, no, you know, he's gonna be the Messiah. She didn't know what all that meant. <laughs> but I'm favored, I'm blessed. And Mary did not complain. You know what her response is? My soul doth magnify the Lord. But what's gonna happen? Is Joseph gonna put you away? Joseph legally could have had her stoned and killed. Is Joseph gonna disown you? What's gonna happen? I don't know. But if the Lord said I'm blessed, then I'm blessed. It doesn't matter whether my circumstances feel like I'm blessed. When God says you're blessed, then you can put that down. I am highly favored. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. It's so easy to only look at, at what I'm going through. And, and of course, when you read this Christmas story, you know, she's there in Nazareth and they're there getting ready for the birth of the child. And Joseph has been so kind. He had a dream. The Lord had, and you know the story, the backstory of all of this. And here's Mary and, and there's, I'm sure, you know, whispers in town. And I'm sure people looked at her a little strange. And I'm sure people thought, well, you know, what's going on with her? And why, well, you know, I, I didn't know they were actually married. And wow, you know, she got, she got married, but boy, she's expecting soon. I'm sure there was all those kinds of notions that were being heard. And yet she's singing, the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. Oh, but God, I, and she's singing. She goes on a journey and, and the Bible says, you know, her cousin, uh, the baby, the John the Baptist, and you can read all that and how Zacharias and had, and, and you know, it, it, it's kind of an amazing backstory because when Zachariah, when Zacharias came, said, when the angel of the Lord came to him and said, you're in, we've heard your prayer and your wife is gonna have a child. And basically um, he said, how can this be? And the Lord, the angel of the Lord said, you're not gonna talk again because your talking's gonna mess up your blessing. The more you talk about this, the worse you're gonna be. It's better for you to keep your mouth shut until it happens. And you know, sometimes I wonder if we kinda mess up our own blessing when we start saying, Lord, I don't see how you're going to work this out. I don't see how this is going to happen. I don't see why did this happen. You know, better just to say, oh, I magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name. Now, it's interesting because Mary asked almost the exact same question 
That's Zachariah. She goes, how can this be? I haven't known a man. But she was not been praying for a child. The difference is he had been asking for a child and couldn't handle it. He could stop his blessing. So it was okay to ask. And she said, I, I don't, I, this doesn't seem possible. She had enough idea to know this is not gonna work right. And yet she goes through and wouldn't you know it, but just the week of her birth of Jesus, some guy in Rome decides he wants to tax everybody. And in order to do that, we're gonna to have to send you back to your ancestral home, which was about 90 miles or 150 kilometers from Nazareth down to Bethlehem, about half as far as it is from here to KL. And there were no motorways, there was no MRT, there were no buses. It was you get on the back of a animal and if you could average four kilometers, five kilometers a day, walking, maybe they, they rented a, a donkey, I don't know if they even had a donkey or if they both walked. And she's greatly expecting a child. And she has to go these 150 kilometers. And when she gets there, there's no hospital. There's no great place to give birth. In fact, there's not even a bed for them to sleep in. You're blessed, Mary. Highly favored, Mary. Sorry, we don't, we just don't have room for you, Mary. God, I, maybe you wouldn't have complained. If I would have been in there, I'd have been like, Lord, look, you know, this wasn't, I didn't ask for this. I didn't, you know, I didn't seek this out. And now look, you obviously, you know, this wasn't my child. I didn't do this. This is just not. And now I've got to walk all the way to Bethlehem and I get there and there's no place. There's no midwife, there's no place to let me in, and I'm in a stall with a bunch of animals. And I have heard it said, although I am not sure about this, so don't take my word for it, but they've, I've heard it said that there's no pain like childbirth. And you know, I've had bad colds before <clears throat> and had you know deep congestion, so I'm not sure But our, my wife, my daughters, others, ladies have said, 
you don't quite understand what it's like to give birth to a child. I'm not sure I take their word for it, but... There was no (laughs) epidural. There was no pain meds. There was no morphine. Here we are, and we are, you know, and yet here, listen to her song. You read it in Luke, and then in Matthew, it says, surely from now all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things. I'm, I am here, and she goes, you know, with God, nothing is impossible. Oh, I, you, you say, well, Mary, and so she gives birth, she goes through that, and then a bunch of smelly shepherds come busting in the door. And in our medical facilities, they want it to be very quiet and beautiful little music. Not very many visitors, and you have to sign in and sign out. I don't know what it's like here but you don't have, you know, a sheep or a lamb or a goat or a shepherd or angels. And then at some point, these wise men came. Now, wherever that was, they were still in Bethlehem. How long it took for them to get there when they started their journey, I I don't know all of that, but they opened up their packages and they had gold, everybody say gold, Gold. and frankincense and myrrh, everybody say myrrh. And you say, well, what was all of that about? Well, it was a baby shower. You all given gifts to mothers when they're born to have a baby. In fact, there have been people that have been kind enough to give me gifts. It's a kind of expression. Here's a lovely gift. And, you know, they, we have a saying in the U.S., you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You don't wonder, well, why did you give me that? Uh, And I've received wonderful gifts. The Hunleys were so kind, they bought us some chocolate. And my wife said, oh no, now I've got to eat that. (laughs) I said, well, that was the reason they brought it for you, was to eat. (laughs) What a shame. (laughs) And Sister Abby met us And she had some cookies for us. Oh, no. She said, that's for your family. And I'm thinking, I hope they make it. (laughs) Back to the States. And we've all had people give us gifts. And we still do gifts on birthdays and on, you know, occasions. And here was a lady that is now... She has no idea what she's going to face. She has no idea 
what Jesus is going to go through. And you might say, well, Mary was just not one to complain. No, she knew how to complain. Later on, when Jesus, she thought, was going crazy, she and her children came, and they said, you're losing it. You better pull this back down. So she knew how to complain, but she did not complain. You hear no complaint from her. And she got these gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and they opened them up, and you may say, well, you know, wow. And probably some of you ladies would say, I'll receive some gold if anybody's giving for Christmas or for a baby gift, a little gold. We still believe gold is kind of highly valuable. And here in this part of the world, you all have 14 karat gold, which is real yellow. 24 karat, I'm sorry, 24 karat. We have 12 karat. It looks like a, a dead banana. <laughs> but here it's so beautiful. How many would receive gold? Yes, oh. And then frankincense, frankincense, what is that? Oh, you know, the frankincense is that very sense that uh, often is used as a result. It's, it's often referred to as uh, prayer, as a matter of fact. It's that, in fact, in Psalms, talks about it as being in prayer. Psalms 141 and two, and then Revelation, the eighth chapter, uh, our incense is like a prayer. Myrrh is what is often used in the anointing. It was used in the anointing oil. And we were anointing some folks here this morning in myrrh because it, it has a bitter taste and yet it smells sweet. And that's part of the anointing. But come back to the fact of gold. What is gold? First Peter Let's, let's read 1 Peter. We all know this. 1 Peter, the first chapter, verse 6 and verse 7. Here's what it says. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Verse 7. That the trial of your faith being more, much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of our of Jesus Christ while my faith is being tested, my praise is being perfected. While my faith is going through the fire, something is happening to my praise. And I feel it here in 2023. You've gone through fires of COVID. You've gone through fires of, of turmoil. You've gone through fires of being shut down. But there's a group of people that are praising like they've never praised before. Right, we're bringing gold. We're bringing gold. We're we're bringing gold. We have something. We have a present to give to you, Jesus. We have a present to give to you. Oh, you 
You don't understand where I've been. You don't understand what's been going on. You don't understand how tough it's been. No, but I can tell you one thing. If you'll keep praising, you'll keep worshiping, you're going to prepare some gold for the Lord. You have an offering of gold. You have an offering of gold. Hallelujah. Let's just raise our hands. When you are here and you're serving from 6.30 in the morning until, you know, 12.30, six hours already, and you're still, no, I've got another four hours to go. I've got another five hours to go. And you, you're, you look around and you go, I don't know if it meant anything. Let me tell you, it meant something to the, the one that was laying in the manger. You, anybody can just give a dead offering, but when you bring a sacrifice of praise, when you come, when you don't feel like, when you raise your hands, oh, I know, Mary's, Mary, you don't fully understand what Jesus is gonna do Here's a here's a sack of gold. Here's a here's a sack of frankincense. I don't know how that's going to be praying, but oh, there're going to be times I'm going to be praying all night. I'm going to be praying early in the morning. I'm praying a prayer that's incense to the Lord. I'm that the angels are collecting it in a vial. Oh, the myrrh. You don't understand. Oh, but ah, it's bitter. But that anointing is what keeps me. Whatever nothing else when it seems like all things are lost I have the anointing oil I have the anointing of God pastor Tim told me this morning he said I I think it's so important that all of those that are working be anointed why because you have to know what I'm bringing to the manger to the Christmas story Oh, you say, but he's going to have to suffer so much. Yes, but he's going to do it for me so that no matter where I am, no matter what I'm going through, I have an offering of gold. One last verse, and I'm going to stop. In Song of Solomon, the fourth chapter, and the sixth verse, Song of Solomon, chapter four and verse six, says, until the day break, And the shadows flee away. I will get me to the mountain of myrrh and to the hill of frankincense. What are you saying? I'm going to keep praying, praising. I'm going to keep worshiping. Oh, but it's... I've just walked 150 kilometers I've just had this horrible, horrible experience. And yet, oh, my soul doth magnify the Lord. Mary had so much faith. And she would say things like, your servant to the lowly, whatsoever you say, it's okay. I am your servant. Whatsoever you say, I'm your servant. I wonder if I failed that test a few times this year. In fact, 
few years when COVID was so strong. If I said, Lord, I don't understand this. I don't get this. I, this isn't right. It isn't. And the Lord says, I just need you to bring me some gold. I just need you to come into my presence and say, your servant, whatever you say to me, Lord, your servant hears. And, and that's what this is all about, the Christmas story. And I know there are some of you, we're gonna stand. There are some of you here that you may have only seen Jesus in a manger. But let me tell you, the rest of the story was Jesus went to Calvary. He died and you know what? His mother was there and his mother showed up in the upper room and received the Holy Ghost. An amazing turn of events. She gave birth to Jesus and now Jesus lived in her. She thought he was crazy when he was doing crazy things, but she just kept saying, Lord, my soul doth magnify. My soul doth magnify you. And, and if you're here and you've never received Christ in us, the hope of glory, then you don't really know what it's like to have Jesus born in you. Are you gonna have room? Or are you so busy? Are you so full of stuff that you say there's no room right now? and you miss the amazing pictures that would go down for the ages and the generations of a cow and a lamb and a rock taking my place. Uh, no, no, no rock's gonna take my place. I want him born right here. No cow is gonna take my place. <laughs> I wanna open myself up. I want, I want, I want Jesus to come in. I, you don't know where I've been. You don't know how I'm suffering. No, but what I do know is that you're gonna pick some gold that is ready, that's been through the fire. And if you'll just keep praising the Lord in the midst of all of that, I'm here to tell you, you'll bring a gift of gold. You'll bring a gift of anointing. You'll bring a gift of prayer. The altar is open. If you wanna come, bring your sacrifice of praise. Hallelujah.
right now. Maybe you're going through a trial. Just a sweet, silent praise. Hands lifted. Hallelujah. And we're just going to sing this together with your eyes closed and your hands raised as long as you can hold them up. but that's beautiful that's golden praise through the pain I'm still singing Magnify the Lord. Every valley, 
every stream, every river. Thank you. Why don't we just lift our hands one more time? Isn't God good? Let's give Him praise all over this place. Amen. Come on, let's thank Him right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we have a Father in heaven can turn around all the bad things of this world and make it good. Amen. But a shoe friend was just telling me, he see a lot of gold. Amen. Praise God. How many of you want to receive that? I want to receive that. Amen. The way you respond. Amen. Either you can be like Mary, or maybe sometimes it's good for us to be like John the Baptist and shut up and wait and see the salvation of the Lord Amen His timing is perfect He never fails us Come on, let's give Him one more time praise Hallelujah Amen Why don't you shake someone's hand and say You're going to get your goal Amen You're going to get your goal Praise God